The Big 12, December 16th and 17th, college basketball picks edition of the Big 12 College Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is completely free to download. The home, the home to all favorite SGPN podcast contests and picks. Just type SGPN in your app store to download America's number one DGEN app today. Everybody to the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Friday, December the 15th, we're moving along with the college basketball slate. Sorry for the technical difficulties on the previous uh, previous five minutes ago. I don't know what the hell happened. Hit live and then boom, it just shut it down. So, you know, technology is not my strongest suit. But, hey, if you're wondering who you're listening to on the Big 12 College Experience, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator from Bob Huggins and Frank Barden. And joining me today, each and every episode on the Big 12 College Experience, you guys know him as the Big 12 guru. He's uh, he's always fighting, fighting a family civil war in uh, Norman. You got Stillwater, you got Waco, he's got his Baylor Bears big game tomorrow. He's a uh, he's a green mowing weed growing. He's Mister Big Twelve Guru, aka Troy Tuning. What is up, brother? Another uh, exciting Big Twelve basketball slate. Yeah, we actually have more than two games during the week, so we can actually come to you guys with a couple of picks that aren't you know six minute long show. Uh, yeah, way less worried about that Baylor game to be honest. I Michigan State at a neutral site's not not something that I'm too scared about to be honest well it is in detroit so it's kind of neutral in, yeah in it's way. in our favorite <laughs> arena little caesar's arena baby you can get your <laughs> own pretzel crust in the arena while you watch baylor cover the easy four and a half that they're giving them well we'll talk we'll talk about each and every game because it's a loaded slate once again in the big 12 uh loaded slate just around the country but troy before we dive into it Thoughts, man, just kind of recapping. Obviously, we did a big East recap, and, and guys, everybody tuning in right now, we're going to try and get this time slot from here on to the end of the season because the lines drop around 3 o'clock Eastern on Friday. So we want to hit those opening lines on the Big 12 games, and we may even talk a little bit about storylines throughout the country. But, Troy, uh, Big 12, uh, we obviously the number one conference in the country, not even close, uh, whatever metric you want to use, Kempom, Net. I test, uh, test, uh, your toilet, whatever, whatever the fuck you want to use. Big 12, you got two unbeatens in Houston and Baylor. Both got big games tomorrow. You got a bunch of one loss teams and two loss teams in BYU, Kansas, Iowa State, Cincinnati, Texas, TCU, K-State, Texas Tech. Oh, and I met Oklahoma's undefeated too. So three unbeatens. So um, outside of uh, UCF, Oklahoma State and West Virginia, Everybody's pretty much in a position right now 
to have an inside track at the NCAA tournament. Everybody's in the top 50 in the net, Ken Palm. So everybody's got a chance to get in that large bid, pending what they do in Big 12 play. But, Troy, outlook of the Big 12 so far, what, December the 15th? We've been going for, what, five weeks? Thoughts? What you think's happened versus what's going to happen? Any I team mean, that you think might be overvalued versus well, undervalued? The biggest overall story is the NCAA kind of realizing that they don't have any grounds to stand on some of these double transfers. Yeah. So they're doing the bullshit where they're like, well, maybe if you play over the next two weeks, you could be ineligible for the rest of the year. That's dumb. It's stupid. You should play anyways. All the kids that are paying attention are trying to make a decision here. The NCAA is only doing this because they have nothing to stand upon and they're using it as a scare tactic. Just play. And um, on that note, I think it's going to be finally cool to see West Virginia play with some of their better fucking basketball players instead of a, you know, 7.5 man rotation. I think that, you know, we're kind of assuming that they're in the cellar of the Big 12. Um, and I know you guys have talked about it much earlier in the season that this really might be a better team as we go on. Um, if everybody, you know, is eligible and the NCAA doesn't continue to suck the cock. <laughs> I think West Virginia is definitely a, a team that's going to be able to challenge to be a tournament team. I think the storyline for the big 12 becomes some of these non-con games. Now that we're not right off the bat in the beginning of the season, I think you're going to start to see the cream rise to the top and, uh, there might be a lot of picks for the Big 12 game the teams in, in this weekend slate coming at you from <laughs> me. They, uh, I mean, it's going to be exciting once we get into conference play, but a couple of these games are, are, are going to be pretty good tests. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, tomorrow's slate's stupid. I mean, it, I mean, as much big, as I want to talk trash on Michigan State, that could be a one point game. So, yeah, it, 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 well, the Big 12, like, here's the thing with like the, the top teams, and we'll get into each at matchup. Kansas, Baylor, and Houston, they don't really need the games tomorrow. Like they, they're not going to be the more desperate team getting the marquee when they've already done their business, taking care of business in the non-com where they're around what a one, two, maybe a three seed already. They're gonna they're gonna hold fourth. Those are three of the top ten teams in America, but you mentioned it. So uh shout out to the chat. The chat is on fire. Robert, uh, Tim, uh, Brian, always always uh Pleasure getting you guys in here. Uh, Troy Tuning's in the chat while he's doing the show, so that's always good. Obviously, the college basketball experience will air live tonight at midnight after the Zags and UConn game. Maybe a future Big 12 game. I mean, we, we're, we're talking – that's the other thing. So we're going to talk about the 14 teams in the Big 12, but we're also going to talk about the four newcomers next year, Arizona number one in the country, Colorado, Right there, coming off the Miami win. Utah coming off the BYU win. And then Arizona State's just fucking Arizona State. But they're still Jekyll High. I mean, you don't know what fucking team you're getting. So, all right, Troy, um, let's get into it. Uh, the lines are dropping. The first game in the Big 12 tomorrow, and we're going to fucking lead it off right with a bang. We're going to go to Bloomington, Indiana. Actually, no, we're not going to go to Bloomington. We're going to go to Houston, where we're going to have an SEC or a future SEC battle we have the LSU Tigers currently getting seven and a half, maybe maybe seven at some spots against Texas Longhorns. You know, man, and, and we'll try to dive into the matchups a little bit too with, with these since we're not previewing all 100 games like we do on the college basketball experience. LSU and Texas, you know, I think Texas is overrated, man. 
I'm not going to lie to you. I, I think that their, their pieces don't mesh well right now with uh, Max A. Smith, uh, Tyrese Hunter. I think we're seeing, too, why Roddy Terry was not as successful at Fresno State. Um, I think he's a little bit – I think – I like, he did a good job, but that was Chris Beard's team. And I question now that some of the guys that have gone out of that program, whether it was a couple of assistant coaches that followed um, Chris Beard to Ole Miss, I, I think Texas is way overvalued right now. And I'm not going to lay seven points with the Texas Longhorns at this point. You kind of look at what they've done so far – Who's their best win? Their best wins against Louisville? I mean, really, yeah, look at the resume. They beat Houston Baptist, Texas State, Wyoming, Louisville, Rice, Delaware State, Incarnate Word. They haven't fucking beaten anybody. You're just, if you're laying seven and a half with them, you're just going based off their name. So, when in doubt, I mean, LSU has sucked too, though. I'll take the points in a game where I don't think either team's very good. How about you, Troy? Yeah, I'm laying this one pretty easily, to be honest, Mac. Uh, I fucking hate Texas, too, and I don't think that they're that great. But the biggest thing that stands out to me in this matchup is LSU only averages as a team just over 10 assists a game. They really don't move the ball all that well. And Texas not being that great, you know, you do have an ISO guy and Max Asmus, or, and, and you kind of have a guy you can lean on to score late in games. But they they at least passed the ball well enough for me to think. I mean, it's the halal guys showcase, yeah. and and all all beef Texas Angus is gonna be you know, it's gonna be under the microscope here. I think I think you can lay it with Texas. I think I don't think it proves too much. Like I don't think this gives Texas a a, a big one up, but I would lay it with him for sure. I'm su- I'm surprised you're laying it. Um, I just I can't buy into this Texas team. I don't know if well, they're still in the I, Big Twelve I, for now, so that's why yeah. I'm laying it. <laughs> well, I, I you're gonna see with the theme of my picks. I'm actually gonna fade the Big Twelve tomorrow. For it's kind of like I talk. For some reason, favorites do a shit job right before Christmas. It, it's like the teams that have dropped games in November, early December that really need a marquee win seem to always find a way to get it done right before Christmas. While the the Cream of the crop is already taking care of business. Kind of just coasts into Christmas. If they lose, yeah, they got. It's kind of a reset before big, big, uh, Big Twelve play. Um, and and that gets me right into the next game. Kansas is going to Bloomington tomorrow. Games at twelve thirty. Uh, games on CBS. This place is going to be on fucking fire. Um, this is this is what college basketball is about. Kansas going to a historical place. Going to Bloomington. Um. The game's on CBS, like I said, standalone game in a way because uh, it's it's uh, it, it's it's part of a triple header on CBS. So I'm gonna, as much as I like Kansas, they're not playing good right now, and this is their first true road game. I like you look at what Kansas has done. Yeah, they got it done against UConn at the Fog, but I'm always gonna take them at the Fog. Other than that, they should have lost Kentucky. Missouri kind of pushed him to the to the limit here. Um, Indiana, on the other hand, just got drilled by Auburn. I like the guards of Indiana. I think that I don't think I don't trust the speed uh, of Kansas right now. I, I think that they're they're more of a drag it out old school team, and I think Indiana can match up with that compared to Auburn, who just ran them out of the gym with their speed. Um, I'm going to be on Indiana. I actually think Indiana is going to win the game outright. I think this is a schedule loss for Kansas. I, I think Kansas is not playing well right now. They're going to get picked off in their first true road game. 
Give me the Hoosiers, and that place is going to be on fucking fire. Can't wait for that game. Troy, you're nodding your head. I assume you're on the Jayhawks. Yeah, that's the dumb pick. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Kansas' defense is, what, 12 points better? Kansas only gives up 65. Indiana's given up 74 just on average. There's no way that Indiana wins this game. Now, I don't – the five and a half, because it's in Bloomington, I mean, I'm still going to lay it, but the five and a half could be close. This could be, you know, a two- or three-point game. Would not be surprising. But – just the defenses, Indiana, lack of effort on defense, Kansas. It's going to be something that they're going to have to rest their laurels on this year. Like you said, Kansas is probably going to have to play a different strategy here. Uh, you know, m- more like Purdue a few years ago where you lean on Hunter Dickinson and you just kind of slow it down and hope that your your stars can be more efficient. I'm laying it. Um, I don't think Indiana's that great. Their guards are all right, but it's not anything that te- uh, Kansas hasn't seen. And it doesn't even matter if this game's at the fog or not. I mean, Indiana's not, it's not the striped warm-up pants can only do so much. And while they are awesome, <laughs> I don't I don't know if they're worth the outright win. But you might be you might be right on them being able to cover. I will take I, Kansas though. I, dude, I've just been so underwhelmed with Kansas. Maybe it's the Dickinson thing where No, it's because all the other Big 12 teams that are good are really good. And everybody thought that it was, you know kansas and maybe houston and then a bit of a step down like no all those teams are right there at the top but if they played in in well if they played in the fog they, i would take kansas but well, like if they played I, I in the, the if fog. they played in the big 10 they would probably look really impressive right now well yeah i mean the big oh so, outside of purdue purdue's really good in the yeah, big 10 so but take that into account like in indiana's probably not winning this game I don't know, man. Kansas, Kansas is an average ass team on the road. That like as great as they are at the fog, they they drop games left and right on the road. And this is their first road game mid December. Give me the Hoosiers, man. Let's go. So we're hey, this is good. We're giving diversity to the crowd here on, well, you, on these picks. You so said far. you're kind of fading the Big Twelve, and um, I don't <laughs> know if I didn't pick a single Big Twelve team to be honest. <laughs> well, usually that's a safe bet, but I, this is a rare. I'm going to zigzag on this Saturday. But uh, speaking of zigzag, let's get over to uh, let's go over to Prize Picks, man. Uh, sorry, not Prize Picks. Uh, underdog Fantasy. I can't talk right now. Underdog fantasy is the absolute best because you can play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long, NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players, fantasy stats and cash in. And those watching right now on youtube.com slash the college experience sees promo code TCE SGPN, man. Troy, I know you got a six to one higher or lower on a couple games we got what the Zags and Huskies tonight. I don't know if you I, do. They have anything out for tomorrow? I doubt it. I uh, it's it's a Zags and Huskies uh, underdog okay. underdog pick, anyways. And uh, you know me, I don't grow weed to go lower. It's always <laughs> higher. Um, higher. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a little mix here. I'm gonna go higher on Nimhard's assist that's set at five. I'm gonna go higher on Cam Spencer's points set at fifteen and a half. I know he had 23 against UNC and then kind of laid an egg against uh, Kansas. But, uh, and then I'm also going to go Antoine, Anton Watson higher seven rebounds in this, in this Zags UConn matchup, six to one, all, you know, kind of conservative numbers to get a, to get a six to one out of it. 
I mean, you don't make the bet thinking it's a it's it's a a good play unless you're putting it in there, right? So to me, this is no a home doubt. run. This is an easy hit. Yeah, get over there, get down on that action tonight with the Huskies and Zags. Um, underdogs the best, man. You, you could you could stack these right on top of one another, and next thing you know, you got a six to one banger like Troy just said. So underdog fantasy. Yeah, and I'm not just saying. Awesome. Yeah, I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor on the college experience. I, I love underdogs. So get over there, make your picks, maybe make a little bit of cash on underdogs mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com. And when you use that sign up code TCESGPN, underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 underdog fantasy promo code S G P N. All righty, Troy, let's move along in this beautiful Saturday slate. Next up in the big 12, we got where's the next game? We oh, I know where we're going. We're going to Detroit, Michigan, where I mean the bear, the bears are the bears are rolling. There's no other way to put it. Um, bears, the Baylor Bears come in at ten and zero overall. They got a good resume, strong resume. They got wins over Auburn, Florida, Seton Hall. Just beat the shit out of them, and they're taking on Sparty. Sparty's a wounded animal right now. Losers of three out of four. Losses to JMU, Duke, Arizona, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Um, oh, you know where I'm going, man. I This is the ultimate buy low spot on Sparty. They fucking need this game. They need this game the worst way. It's going to be a home game. They're, they've lost two in a row, three out of four. And you really look at the schedules. Baylor is better than Michigan State, obviously. But what would Baylor's record be if they played that schedule with with Arizona, um, Duke on the road? I mean, they're going to play Duke next week. I think that they're actually going to beat and, Duke at the nine guard. and zero would be. I don't. I don't. I don't think that, that they would be nine schedule. and zero. I mean, at, at Nebraska, Wisconsin, they they played game after game. It's been a gauntlet. Nebraska is a hard place to win, and I was on Nebraska. I love Sparty here. I think their guards can match up with the Baylor guards. I do worry about JTT a little bit in the middle. The Michigan State bigs have been shit. But Tom Izzo coming off three out of four losses, two in a row. They're always good in this Detroit game. And another thing, teams that are favored in these NBA arenas tend to not shoot the basketball well for some reason. So I think but they the drag this is in the mud. Baylor, the, the one team that has a higher shooting percentage in these expanded arenas going back the last couple of years and getting some of the uh, the Elite Eight and Final Four matchups, with the weird depth perception, Baylor was one of the only teams that just bombed threes with the weird depth perception. So I don't know. Maybe Scott Drew has something figured out. And I'm still on I'm still on the fact that Scott Drew is the best coach in college basketball. And, and over the last five years, all the statistics mm. lean in that way. The uh, the four and a half is only low because Michigan State's defense, they're probably not going to let Baylor score 90 points. But I don't think the four and a half is, is enough to scare me away. And obviously I'm biased because I'm a Baylor fan. It might be weird with me wearing the Oklahoma <laughs> shirt, but fuck you guys. I root for like seven of the big 12 schools. I always win the championship unless stupid Texas wins. No, uh, fuck Texas, yeah. But I, I mean, I'm gonna lay, I'm gonna lay it with Baylor. Four and a half doesn't scare me. Um, their offense is good enough to, to win this game. I think they're going to. They might get slowed down, but the problem is going to be they're going to get offensive rebounds and have dudes that are wide open for kickouts, and that's probably I don't know. I'll, 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 
eye test handicap that to 12 extra points or nine extra points. And that's going to, I mean, I'm going to lay it with Baylor. They're the best team in the country. Nobody's going to listen, but they are. They're going to prove that they're great against Duke, but Baylor's going to, I mean, uh, Sparty's going to win, man. I, I, I'm telling you, Sparty, this is the this is the spot in Detroit, the Motor City, that Sparty gets up and they pull one out of their ass. This game's going to come down to the wire. I can't see Baylor blowing them out. I, I could also definitely see a cool angle here where you're you're taking any kind of like over or high, depending on whatever you're using for uh, Tyson Walker points here. They're, they're really going to have to lean on him, and he's good enough to get it done. Uh, but besides that, I just see way too many matchup matchup issues. And with it being in an NBA arena, go ahead and chalk Jacoby Walter up for 25. We shall see, Troy. Opposite sides again. Hey, it's that's why we're doing this show, baby. I'm fading the Big 12 tomorrow. I love the Big 12. I'm doing this to compare with the Oklahoma Sooners shirt on. <laughs> I hate I hate the spots for for the Big 12 schools, and I and I hate this next one, man. Next up, we got uh we got let's go to two thirty Eastern, and this is the doubleheader with um with uh the first game, Texas and LSU. The Houston Cougars are taking on the buzzsaw of Texas AM. Texas AM is healthy again. They just they just dropped the Memphis game. Troy, I actually think you may agree with me on this one. Houston's laying nine. It's actually come down to eight and a half in a eight lot of spots. I'd bet it at nine and a half, but I'll still take it at eight and a half. I'm all over the buzzsaw, man. That's way too many points. This is going to be a competitive game with AM coming off the loss. They got dudes. Houston, they're really good, but I mean, who have they really? Their schedule's been a little soft. They beat See, Xavier on the road. I, I, I'm taking the points all day here in an interstate matchup that's on a neutral floor. I think there will be as many Texas AM fans as Houston. I know the game's in Houston, but it's at that NBA arena. This is this is one of the two games that I thought about. You know, maybe the Big Twelve team isn't the one to lay the points here with. Uh, any kind of statistical analysis you look up for this matchup makes no sense because Houston's only given up like forty six points per game on average because they've played you know Sister Mary for the Blind and the like the Texas No Armed Children School or whatever. This is one that I. I I mean, obviously, we're going to make a pick here, but I would stay away from this one just because you you want to think Houston's really good and everybody knows they're really good, but they have yet to really prove it in any matchup. And the buzzsaw does a nice job of, you know, just it's like the Novocaine approach. Like, we're just going to keep jabbing it and waiting and, and giving it time, and eventually it's going to work. The eight and a half is a bit scary. I'm still going to lay it because I think Houston is really, really good, but in terms of an actual bet, I will be staying away from this game and just watching for entertainment purposes. I, uh, I, I mean, I want to think Houston's good, but they're going to have to play a few teams and and maybe face a little bit of an adversity before I truly believe that they're that that level team. Yeah, I. I, I so mean, Kelvin I, Sampson's better than Buzz Williams. He he is, but man, eight and a half—that's a lot of points. That's, that's it is three a lot. Possessions. I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like Houston could win this game by like 20 points, though. Like I don't see a world where AM wins this game by 10 or more, and I do see a few worlds where Houston wins this game by you know 12 points or something like that. So because of that, I can see why the eight and a half is where it is. It's probably still going to be right on, right on the number. That's why I'm kind of hesitant to truly bet it. Yeah, understood. Um, 
I, I think <laughs> Trevor in the chat, how many possessions of value? I, I think this game is another one that comes down the wire, just like the other three. I, I think that these are going to be all tight games, so I'm all over the points in all of them. This um, is this is going to be the one that Houston hits like the stupid three quarters court shot at halftime and then wins the game by nine. <laughs> I hope not. I hope uh, fucking not. I had Utah, what, plus seven and a half against him and they won by fucking eight. That lucky yeah. ass cover by uh, Houston. But uh, now nah, I'm on the points, man, all day. Lock potential. Probably lock. I'll definitely lock it up tonight. So if you want to grab the Aggies, man, I think that thing's going to come down to six and a half. So. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one. This is a good one. This is this is my game right here. Frank Martin, UMass taking on my guys from Morgantown, West Virginia Mountaineers. So I got my former employer versus my other former employer here. Uh, world's colliding for me. Love UMass, love Frank. Wrong place, wrong time here. West Virginia's going to start playing a lot better. Start getting their guys back. I think they're going to play Raekwon Battle tomorrow. We'll see officially tomorrow when they when they announce it. Uh, game tips at six thirty. Uh, let's uh, be the first to announce that Raekwon Battle is playing tomorrow. First yeah. reported by the Big Twelve College <laughs> Experience. I mean, I uh, said it. I said it a couple days ago he's going to play. I, he why would you not play him? The, the NCAA is not winning the fucking battle on December twenty seventh. You're just wasting twelve days if you don't play him. There's you're not cowards gonna are going to run the for battle the against a dude named Battle. Like you're. <laughs> Well, it's you're over. Also, you're also not going to win a battle against a Native American, one of the few Native American players in the country, a guy that's battling mental health. I mean, the NCAA has bad enough optics. Pat McAfee's crushing him. Jay Bills is fucking crushing him. They have no chance on December 27th. They have no leg to stand on, and they'll run for the hills like the fucking bitches they li- they always are when, when they realize they're going to lose. So, yeah, battle will play tomorrow. I'm all over the Mountaineers, man. Mountaineers are like I said. This is the Mountaineers are as low as it's going to get right now. Four and five. They're a lot better than the record is. We lost the pit by fifteen. So you know what we had to do? We had to do something about it. And we we took down the NCAA and got our team back. We're four and five single handedly because the NCAA took away our whole team, especially our starting backcourt. Mountaineers roll tomorrow. Sorry, Frank. Love you, man. I'm rooting for you in a ten play, but this is a great spot for the Mountaineers to get rolling with uh, Josh Eiler with Kirk Kreisa. Also coming off of the suspension. So we're finally going to get an agreement here. And as a shock to all the viewers, it's going to be the the Mac taking a Big 12 team when it happens to be the Mountaineers. <laughs> uh, he might bullshit you and tell you that it's only because the line's two and a half, but that's not true. This line could be eight and a half, and I bet you you'd be taking the Mountaineers. Uh, I think they are going to win by double digits. I do I think that this is a smash spot. This is my this is a definite lock spot here at two and a half. I want to see Raekwon battle possibly go for 30, maybe 25, yeah. 26. This uh, it's going to be a showcase for him because, you know, they're trying to do like I talked about in the right off the bat in the intro. They're trying to do the hold it over their heads. Maybe if you decide to play over these next two weeks before we finalize the rule, you could be un- ineligible for the rest of the year. Who cares? Raekwon Battle could go play three games and score 25 points in all three games. See ya. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a great point, Troy, too. Like, all right, let's say somehow, some way, the NCAA wins the whatever. He could see he'd still go pro after the year. Like, yeah, he's why, going why, pro after the year. That's, yeah, that's, why? Why? why so, so he loses his year of eligibility. He's not coming back. He's a one and done. So, yeah, no, it's 
Let's get the fuck so out of that's here, the, that's the, like first reported. Go ahead and take it here. Uh, the yeah. official report from inside sources, um, me and Mac, Raekwon Battle is going to play. And yeah. I, I have a feeling that Raekwon Battle is going to play really, really well. There's got to be a lot of pent up frustration. And, you know, you were talking about the whole uh, mental health and dealing with all this BS. The one place that he probably sees as his, you know, meditation and calmness is on the basketball floor. Yeah. This is all I, he wants is just to play. This is this is good. This is the this is the game where they they break out. Uh, all this bullshit that they've had to endure over the last 9 games, even in the offseason with the hug shit obviously, but this is the hugs bowl too. So, love Frank. Went to final four with Frank, but Frank's going down tomorrow. Giving the Mountaineers all day, baby. Uh, all right, let's move along in the slate here. Uh, this, this is a good one, Troy. I'm interested to see what you say here because we got an inner city or interstate. We got the Dayton Flyers taking on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Um, this game is not in Dayton though. They said it was in Dayton, but it's not in Dayton. So everybody beware when the app says it's a home game for the Dayton Flyers. This game is in Cincinnati at the Heritage Bank, uh, center. So that's not. That's not a home game for Cincinnati. So the game's in Cincinnati. I don't know why the app said it was a home game. Um, well, it's neutral little, site, but is Dayton considered the home team? I think so. Yeah, because I saw. You know, to be completely honest, that's not even too much of a worry. The Dayton Flyers fans travel like. Yeah, I mean they travel like none other. I remember uh, being back at like. 17, 18, 19 years old, because my, my grandmother down in Florida lives in celebration. So it's about a 15 minute drive to get to that wide world of sports uh, venue that they have the uh, the preseason tournament at uh, every single year. And Dayton was a shoe in for that tournament for three or four straight years. And the amount of fans that they had down there. I mean, I understand that it's your excuse to, you know, vacation to Disney World or Orlando and whatnot. But, man, they, they packed the house. They brought everyone. And. I mean, again, none of that really scares me. I think Cincinnati is a pretty good basketball team that still hasn't really proved it, but they're going to get a chance to, and at only four and a half points, I think Cincinnati might have a, a little bit more depth here. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you. I think I'm going to take Cincinnati. They got their loss out of the way last week in the other Ohio battle. Um at four and a half, though, man, that is tempting to take Dayton. Um, I doubt. I, I think Cincinnati wins a close one. I, I maybe they make the free throws to get over the hump. The game's in Cincinnati, but it is it is a little bit of a little brother where, you know, Dayton wants to pick them off. Um, this is a hard one to bet. This is a perfectly placed line. I probably. I think the better I'm gonna, value I'm gonna go is Day just I'm gonna go Dayton money line. Well, yeah, I I'm going to take Dayton actually. I, I just think that four and a half is a lot of points in a, in a game that I think is going to be back and forth, back and forth. Like you said, Dayton's going to travel. This game is at a neutral, in quotes. So give me Dayton here in a – I think Cincinnati wins by three. I think I think, I think think it's a hell of a basketball game. This is, uh, this is not really one of the games that I was uh, planning on going against the Big 12 here, and I yeah. really don't think that I should, but – 
just talking about the reminiscing of the times of, of the old Dayton Flyers when, you know, they weren't even really that respected nationwide. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and Benedict myself from three and a half minutes ago and take the four and a half with Dayton. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, man. It, it's This game's going to come down the wire. So give give us Dayton here. Uh, Dayton, Dayton, I mean Dayton's battle tested too, man. They they've proven that they're one of the premier mid majors once again in the A10. They're gonna be right there, the front runner. They got a good big and drawn Holmes. Um, I, I know they lost uh, the guard, but they they still got guys. So I definitely think that it's an opportunity to showcase that they're once again a good program out of Dayton against a big brother in Cincinnati. So. We're both on the Flyers with the points. We're also both on Hall of Fame bets because you can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, props, game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, soccer with historical data. Enter any parlay into the Hall of Fame bets. Revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get each and every leg broken down. Sort all the legs out so you know which ones have the best value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users with Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets or visit hofbets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty. We're back on the Big 12 college experience. And another note, Troy, is Dayton – or sorry, Cincinnati has struggled every game um, that – what's it called? They've uh, gone out of their home arena. I know this is in Cincinnati but it's still not their home arena. So another angle, whether it was at Xavier, whether it, I guess Xavier's technically in Cincinnati too. So um, yeah, we're both on the points there. All right, Troy, let's move along. I'm interested to hear your uh, breakdown of this game. So this game's a neutral site, everybody. Vanderbilt is taking on Texas Tech and Fort Worth. Is this at Dixie Arena? I think it's at Dixie Arena. Yep, Dickie, or sorry, Dickie Arena. Dickie, Dickie, yeah. Dickie, yeah. <laughs> Dickie Arena. Texas Tech's laying 10.5 against the Vanderbilt Commodores. Shop around. There might be an 11.5 out there. You know my handicap on Texas Tech, man. I think Texas Tech will win the basketball game, but you cannot lay more than double digits with these guys. They they, they play that grinded-out style. I know Vanderbilt is not very good um, coming off the San Fran loss, but I'm taking the points here, man. I, I'm not laying double digits with Texas Tech. So give me Vanderbilt to lose by 7-8. to eight. Yeah, this is this is one of the definite matchups that I had circled as I don't think you can just blindly pick the Big 12 team here. Um, yeah. Vanderbilt really isn't that scary, but no, they like suck, I mean, but... even like Trevor saying the scary part is has nothing to do with who Texas Tech is playing. It's just a few of those times where like the rudder of the boat gets bumped a little bit, and it, and and you don't realize it until you know 300 feet further down you're way off course you're not just one degree off the one note that i have too not to give you props ryan but at minus 10 and a half my note says one point too much so if it was nine and a half i would be taking texas tech but since (laughs) it's ten and a half i will be i will be taking the points with vanderbilt um if this was in lubbock i would probably lay the ten and a half just just because it's close enough to ten but yeah i don't know this seems like a uh uh a fake hype game or maybe yeah, yeah yeah a fake hype game for Vanderbilt too where you know it might matter a little bit more to them than it does to Texas Tech uh 
yeah, let's go. Let's go. Texas Tech wins this game by eight. I'm with you, man. I I, I think this is. It's hard to cover like double digit four, spreads four on a neutral court, game. man. Yeah, yeah, four or five point game, and then a couple of free throws at the end, and it ends up in that seven or eight range. Dude, those neutral site games always have a way of coming down to the wire. It's it's the weirdest thing. It's like a it's a tournament feel. So yeah, all over the points here. Give us Vanderbilt, as filthy as that is to say. Uh, all right, well, next one up. No more big time showcase game. The Oklahoma Sooners are undefeated, and they're laying twenty three against Green Bay, the Phoenix. Uh, we can we can be somewhat quick here. Uh, lay it. Yeah, I kind of want to. It's lay a big it. enough number. If it was yeah. eighteen, I'd be worried. Honestly, if it was eighteen, I'd be worried that maybe you shouldn't. But because it's twenty three, you gotta you gotta think like a true degen and see the twenty three. I know I gotta, that it's bait. But Troy, they just came off Arkansas and they got Carolina on deck. Okay, I think they went. I think Oklahoma's they went by twenty. Good, though, but what if they're good? What if they're it actually good? good? But I mean, I was yeah. not expecting them to to go on that run against Arkansas and just completely separate from them. Arkansas is not, you know, the best team, but they're they're physical and athletic. And usually, Porter Moser teams the, the way to beat them is to to be physical and athletic. And and Oklahoma didn't even bat an eye. I again, I won't see. Uh, could, could care less what the spread is against UNC too. Oklahoma is probably going to win that game. This one does worry you in terms of the spread. I'm not worried yeah, about Oklahoma losing. But, I mean, the options that I see in this game is Oklahoma covers or it's like a seven- or eight-point game. Like, I don't think they're only going to win this game by 19 or 20. I think the pressure of being undefeated builds up, too. And, and Pine Bluff just, just covered against them with a similar line where they were coming off the USC win. They had Providence on deck. So it's that sandwich spot. So I'll take Green Bay. But, I mean, I think Oklahoma wins by 15, 10 to 15. I see the uh, I see the 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 outside of that that range. Like I think they they win the game by twenty plus, and and more than likely cover, or it's only an eight or ten point game. But I'm laying it. I'm laying it. Oklahoma's Oklahoma's really good. Uh, you guys are gonna respect the fucking Oklahoma Sooners, one of the most <laughs> overlooked basketball programs. We've got the greatest white boy of all time in Austin Reeves, just carrying the king. Yeah. Carrying if who would take the shot at the end of the game? Not not LeBron, Austin not fucking Le, Reeves. Not, not LeQueen. Uh, not LeQueen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all right. I got I got a good one for you. And I think we're both gonna lay it here. Georgia State's going to the to the super soaker to take on the Cougs. BYU's like 21. Uh I'll lay it. BYU's fucking teams up in that building. The Marriott Center. Yeah, at, at 21 and a half or 21, I wrote right next to it, no scare here. Uh, BYU covers this easy. Uh, yeah, this isn't this isn't a worry. You go play BYU on the road right now, you're going to get the light shot out against you. And if you're not going to put up, you know, 50% from the three-point line, you're not going to be able to keep up. And then you're just going to – you're stretching your team into very uncomfortable positions. I think – you might even be wrong on that. I think BYU might put up 100 yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, ninety yeah. plus includes one hundred, but go ahead and and get a little crazier. Yeah, now I'm with you, Troy. We'll we'll both lay that number. Uh, last game on the slate for tomorrow is a future Big Twelve matchup. We got Arizona State TCU. This game's in Fort Worth, but is it? It's at Dickey's Arena, so so it's interesting. We got a doubleheader in the Big Twelve at 
uh, in Houston. And then we also have a doubleheader in the Big 12 in Fort Worth. TCU fans don't fucking show up at all. Um, so TCU, I don't know. What, what are we but thinking? This of is TCU probably team, an man? opportunity to truly tailgate and party beforehand since it's at Dickie's instead of anywhere around campus. Yeah. Uh, probably not as many people walking around, like knocking on your door, asking if, you know, you've heard the good Lord, uh, the word of our Lord. I know it's not quite BYU level, but being able oh, to get to that neutral side, I think might, might actually be a bit of a draw for TCU. Yes. This, but Hey, this neutral. is also a rematch of the tournament last year where Arizona mm-hmm. state almost beat him in the tournament. TCU had to come back last minute. Mike Miles and those guys got it done. Eddie Lampkin's not walking through that door. Uh, they're laying seven. I think this is another one, kind of like Vanderbilt. I'm going to take Arizona State as much as it. I don't like Arizona State. This 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 has got a bullshit back and forth, just like the NCAA tournament written all over it. I think TCU grinds it out, makes her free throws, but I'm going to take the points with Arizona State. Yeah, this is this is one that I uh, specifically circled for the Big Twelve favoritism. I think the line is almost perfect. If it was at six or seven, I would say that those numbers are right about where it's going to be. I'm thinking that maybe maybe Jamie Dixon is uh, you know slightly outclassing, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and take them to to cover the seven. I'm going to lay the points. But this is much more of a, a prayer play and a, uh, you know, the Big 12 is better, right? Right? Yeah. Please, well, I, th- please, this, write. This, is, this is Big 12 and future Big 12. You got oh, Arizona yeah. State. Yeah. Um, I think this I'm is a, the- well, because of that, I think this is a, hey, check yourself matchup here where TCU reminds Arizona State, you know, you're going to have to deal with this every single game next year. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. So I think I picked against uh I think I picked against the Big Twelve in every game but West Virginia. Uh no, I took I took BYU. I took BYU and then yeah, I think that was it. I think I, I faded them. They're laying a lot of points in these games, man. If you're not a Mormon or a meth head, this guy's not picking your team. Yeah. <laughs> Rush would be proud. Rush is it on the show, but yeah, I'm taking the Mountaineers and I'm taking the Cougars. I'm taking all the points in all those other games, though. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of a trap Saturday for the Big 12 looking at it. So I took everybody but Cincy and Tech. There you go. So so one of us is going to have a hell of a I day. Think the other one's going to have a I shit day. I think this day. is a uh, Big 12 shows you truly how good the conference is, especially yeah. as everybody's kind of, you know, they're not truly getting into that high gear yet, but they're they're out of first. Everybody should be in, in second gear or third gear by now. Uh and it kind of seems like, you know, when you see the top of the Big 12, there were a couple of wonky losses. Um, kind of looking at a team like Oklahoma State, a lot of wonky losses. Uh, but the 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 teams that are, you know, one through eight, one through ten are they're just way better than what like you could take the tenth or ninth team in the Big 12 right now, and they would be challenging for top of conferences. Uh I think you know things get turned on here. I think the the Big Twelve teams know you've got to win a couple of these non-con games now because the league is so hard. And when they want to try to keep you out of the tournament because they don't want to put you know 
12 of the 14 teams from one one conference in the tournament. If you win a couple of these non-con games, sometimes there's nothing they can do about it. You win a couple of non-con games, you beat, you know, one or two of the top teams at home in conference play. All you got to do is get 19 wins, 18, 19 wins, and, and yeah. have have a couple of good non-con wins and just, man, the Big 12 is really hard. You're probably getting in. And I think a few of these coaches, they they probably know it. Like the, the Cincinnati pick is a reason, you know, they're new to the Big 12. They, they might not have figured out that these non-con games are worth a lot. Whereas you see a team like TCU, Jamie Dixon knows that. Jamie Dixon understands that these extra pocketed wins are, are worth their weight in gold. And I mean, that's my reasoning as to why there's a few teams that I won't take, but most of the Big 12 teams look like they could they could really romp. Could be. Uh, real quick, though, Troy, Sunday, Nebraska at K-State, Oral Roberts at Oklahoma State, uh, Florida A&M at Iowa State. Obviously, Iowa State's going to roll FAMU. But are, are there any lines out on those yet? No, they'll be released probably about this time tomorrow. Do either of those spots worry you? Oral Roberts at Oklahoma yes. State? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oral Roberts is going to win that game straight up. Yeah, I hope not. The game's but... in Stillwater. I mean, Oral Roberts is going to win that game straight up. There's there's no excitement around the basketball team in Stillwater right now. Gallagher-Iba used to be, you know, it was, it was never a, a fog or anything like that, but it used to be a tough place to go, and now it's just not. And, and no, there's not really a bunch game. of hype. There's not, there's not anything on that Oklahoma State team that they can lean on when things get tough. If you can if you can frustrate them, you can prevent them from doing anything that they want to do. Uh, I actually think Oral Roberts is is a real live. I mean, I'm sure the the games in Stillwater they'll probably be a dog. I don't know by how much, but that's a that's a money line Oral Roberts play just blindly without even seeing the lines. Go ahead and throw that one in. Yeah, I'm. Unfortunately, I hope I hope we're wrong, but I mean, how can you? How can you fucking back this fucking team? Um, uh, does Nebraska give K-State a game? I don't think so, man. The game's in Manhattan. If the game is in Lincoln, I'd be all over Nebraska. Nebraska's good at shit at home. Yeah, they're... they're. I mean, it's it's very Big 12 for the, the home court to matter so much in what we're picking. And yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's that's college basketball. If any, anybody that follows my picks, especially on the college basketball experience, I'm taking the home team almost every time. And that's instantly benedicting what I just said about Oral yeah. Roberts playing Oklahoma State. But yes. Kansas State's not not nearly as bad as Oklahoma State. Kansas State might even be pretty dang good. And we're just now starting to see them kind of gel Uh all the things going on with Jerome Tang and kicking the guy off the team. And, and that kind of worries me a bit that, uh, you know, the AD and the head basketball coach are not on the same page. Uh, the only thing that scares me is, is the things going on around that. But typically for basketball, the uh, like I was talking about with West Virginia, the everything that's crazy kind of disappears as soon as the ball gets thrown up in the air for the tip. And it just becomes, you know, our, our meditation for college basketball here for 40 minutes. It doesn't really worry me. If they were in Lincoln, I would be not like ultra worried. Even then I, I would be a little bit more hesitant, but I think Kansas state is, is at least a step 
if not multiple steps better than Nebraska. And I don't even think that's much of a stretch. No. K State, fuck. You look at K State's resume, man. K State needs this game. They oh, yeah. they can't they can't drop this one. They've already got losses to Miami and USC. They don't need a third loss. They've got a couple good wins over Villanova, LSU. They put themselves back in the mix. They need to finish strong here and beat Nebraska and Wichita headed into Big Twelve play. So, I just man, I I can't wait for Big Twelve conference play. And, There's a, and that, uh, that was one of the main reasons why I'm fading them. I just think that they're all looking ahead this weekend. I, I think. These are there's trap lines everywhere for the Big 12. And if they get through this weekend and they only have like one or two losses, it just shows you how fucking good this league is, man. There's a uh, uh, there's a pretty good amount of Kansas State fans in Wichita, too, just already residing there. They oh, yeah. seem to have whenever they play a neutral site game there, they seem to oh, have, crap. yeah, a pretty good support. And I mean, I know it's not that far from Manhattan, but. That can help uh, in a neutral site game. You get into a close game or something like that, and, and it feels like you're at home and you feel like you have that momentum. Definitely helps, you know, teenagers, 20-year-old kids playing basketball. Nebraska just they're – still, they're still working on it. They're, they're still a couple of steps away as a whole program. Uh, I would be very surprised if they won this game in Wichita. But – it wouldn't, and I mean that's not going to scare me away from whatever the line is. I'm laying Kansas State. Yeah. If you play in the Big Twelve, I'm betting on you. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean, Troy. So Troy's riding. Troy's riding with his Big Twelve guys. I'll be back on the Big Twelve after tomorrow. Just a couple setbacks for our league, but hey, we're so far ahead of everybody right now. We can avoid a couple slip ups here. So, uh, Troy, let's get out of here. Uh, Everybody can find our picks on the pick page, SGPN. Obviously, I'm back around midnight tonight with the college basketball experience. Colby and I will pick all 88 games tonight. Check out the Ryan and Russ show going live here in a minute. Uh, not in a minute, but here in about 20 minutes, probably around 430 Eastern to preview the UMass and West Virginia game. We already gave out our picks for it, but I'll break down how the Mountaineers are going to beat the UMass Minutemen and Frank do, Martin. Do you have an on for the show? It's just Rush and I. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah just Rush and I to, uh, today. So Rush is uh, back from traveling, so he'll be back on Monday for this show when we'll recap the weekend and we'll look ahead to the next week or, yeah, the weekday games because college basketball is here, man. College basketball is here every single night. Money to be made every single night. It's the best sport to bet on, in my opinion, because there's so many games. The numbers are so far off, and – they undervalue the dogs, man. They undervalue the dogs, and they don't take in enough uh, accountability for these home courts and and kids just being overvalued in letdown spots based off of how good they're being told by whoever's in their ear. So you guys can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. You can find Troy over at Troy Tuning. Troy, anything else you got going on this weekend? No, we're uh, having a little bit of our Christmas party get-together for all of our uh... – our Nats and Caps fellow season ticket holder friends. Yep. So if you want to check out the pictures of the ribs that I'm doing tomorrow, you can follow me on Twitter or follow me on the X, formerly known as Twitter, the, the artist formerly known as Twitter. Uh, but besides that, no, not really much going on. Um, having to live the uh, the heated fake simulator golf life right now instead of playing real golf out there on the frozen tundra. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, before you know it, uh, see where, where the, 
this is going to be good for you, Mac. As as a Cowboys fan at 10 and 3, I'm still trying to tell the other Cowboys fans, you know, the more you get excited, the harder gonna, the fall is going to hurt. Uh, you're going to fuck it up. You're oh, definitely going to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Texas well, in this playoff. They're going to fuck it up too. <laughs> oh, no. You know what's going to happen with Texas in this playoff? You guys can all go ahead and bet this too. This whole Malik Murphy thing is a complete setup. Quinn Ewers is going to get hurt, and Arch is going to come in and fucking roll. I, by the way, that is a complete joke that he transferred. I'm sorry, and I'm all for a no, – actually, I'm not all for it. Like, this everybody, the, the player empowerment, uh, you can transfer, looking out for your future. If your team is in the playoff, you should finish out the year. You're one hit away from playing in a national championship. He can pick what school he wants to go to. If he after the season's over, that's no, the, that's the other thing is the, the reality check of some of these kids that are transferring. If Malik Murphy truly feels like he needs two extra weeks to win the starting job, you shouldn't be transferring. You no should doubt. not. If you can't walk in and win the starting job, don't transfer. And if you don't think that you can walk in and win the starting job, you're probably not a starting quarterback. Like no, if, if your mindset isn't I'm going to wherever I want and I'm getting that job probably not good enough for it yeah no it's I, I i was when i i was so shocked when i saw i was like are you fucking kidding me you're transferring and you're two wins away from the national championship we're opting out of playoff games now what are we doing in society oh, yeah. oh my god i can't i could go all day but hey we're out of here uh we'll see you guys monday uh we do have a bowl game as well texas tech plays this weekend and whatever bowl it is so uh yeah go red raiders go big 12 We'll see you guys Monday to recap college basketball and look ahead to the next week. And uh, see you guys in a couple hours. And we're out of here.